We here. We back at it again. You can't make this up, Pac. <laughs> I can't even. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. DJ Killer Kev. Hey, Dizzle. Episode 205. Numbers on the board. Killer, before we get into our topics, man, you went live last night. How was Killer yeah. Vibe? Killer Vibes was excellent. I had a good time with Killer Vibes. Shout out to Montezuma Tequila for sponsoring the event. Um, had a few, had quite a few cups of that. Um, didn't feel bad at all this morning. Thought it was gonna be a rough one. I woke up at seven thirty as usual. So, so been up, getting ready for Tiger Sunday. So, feeling good. Um, I challenged myself though to uh, dig into the crates a little bit and play songs that I don't normally play. So I was kind of digging through. Um, you you sent me down a path with some of the some of the requests you sent out. So I started uh, just trying to play. I played some Dog Pound and just some songs that hey. I don't get to, get to play as often. So it was, it was a good time. Had a few people come through. A lot of Troutwood folks came through. It was a good time. Good time. Party online, man. What about you, Dizzle? How was your week, man? Uh, shit. I don't think I did nothing. <laughs> it was one of those weeks. I think I'm going to go to the gun range today, though. Might Pulling out the hammer. Might bust a little something, something later on. But that's about it, man. We've just been chilling. We got one of them infla- uh, inflatable pools. So we got that set up in the back. Um, and it's a good uh-huh. little size, too. So where we that hard chill. to find? Um, Amazon. Okay. Had to be patient for it because it wasn't yeah. on Prime. I was gonna say I heard people have been uh, buying those up by the truckloads. So. Yeah, it's been yeah. it's been real chill. We was thinking about trying to get one. We couldn't find one at. We stopped at Walmart. We stopped at uh, Big Lots. But yeah, we gonna do it. We got to do it fast. Cause I mean, it's already the middle of July, man. Right. We don't really only got a month and a half left of great weather. So. Uh, <laughs> I got some news. They extended our uh, work at home. I'm in this oh. bitch till January the 4th, at least. <laughs> and I feel like I told y'all that. Like, we're not going back. And I don't think we're going to go back in January, neither. I think we're going we're gonna to push this all the way to next summer. What, hap- oh. what, hap- what happens to Dreads when you go a year with no twists? I'm getting a twist. I got to. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you can see this little fupa in the front, bro. This is supposed to be tapered. This can literally get braided right now. Man, go ahead and braid it up, bro. No, I gotta, I gotta get right because I got actually got a DJ gig next this upcoming Saturday. Hey. And then I got a week off, and then I got a wedding. Wait, wait, wait. So I'm gonna be the last one to get a cut. Cause this this dude been getting cuts on the week. Uh, we out here fresh, uh, <laughs> lined up. Thing, yeah, this is ridiculous. Just, <laughs> just, so you officially about to go get a cut and we twisted in the whole shebang. You it's official. I got to, and I actually might dye my hair a little bit. It might be a little, might sp- spruce it up a little bit. Blondie dread. You said what? Blondie dread. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I had my, I dyed my hair purple in high school. I had it red at one point, so I might have to get freaky with it one time. I don't know yet, though. I mean, we working from home. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> Now's the so time. Before I forget, while we was on the subject, I'm taking a week off of Killer Vibes yeah. next week. 
And then uh, Friday, July 31st is my birthday. Why not bring back Killer Vibes? So uh-huh. Killer Vibes will be a, a birthday edition that will be uh, one for the book. So and that's on screen, Friday, right? <laughs> bring, your, bring your screen record. So bring your screen record. Yeah, you can that do it. Be wild. You can get crazy on that Friday. That means you'll be fully recovered by Sunday. For sure. <laughs> For sure. I got it all planned out. You know, you, you know us Kevs are thinkers, you know. <laughs> got it all planned out. Man, speaking of that, man, uh, you talked about your birthday being next Friday, uh, the 31st. Wifey's birthday is next Saturday. So, and my mom's birthday is tomorrow. So, and shoot, matter of fact, basically everybody I know <laughs> has been during quarantine. My birthday has been during quarantine. My brother, my sister-in-law, my nephew, my grandmother, my mom's are tomorrow. Shayla's on Saturday. Yeah, man. Yeah. Y'all been in the crib celebrating our born days, man. It's uh, a lot of lot of Amazon deliveries. Yeah, big facts, big facts. But uh, I got wifey her birthday gift in March. Like, okay. I want to say, like, when uh, when Rudy shut it down, was yeah. like what? Uh, I think middle I middle of March. Yeah, I got her. I got her Apple Watch like that Saturday. Like she was like, "That's what I want for my birthday." I'm like, "All right, we just go get it now." So <laughs> all yeah. she getting is all she getting is a burger down her throat. Like, yo, we want <laughs> five guys happy birthday. Shit, I got a wedding anniversary August seventh, so I'm tr- gotta get into my bag. Like, what the fuck am I gonna do? Cause we ain't trying to go nowhere. Oh. I'm, gonna have to, I'm gonna have to pull something off at the crib. Yeah, better start ordering your candles now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah. for our wedding anniversary, we are going home to Cleveland. Uh, so, uh, my mom's obviously she retired and everything like that, but she's already basically sent everybody the notification that uh, Christmas at her crib is not popping. We're not welcome to come. <laughs> so, so, we like, yo, we haven't been home since Christmas. Like, that's the last time we went home. So, normally, we would go home for, like, Mother's Day. Then we would try to get home one more time before the summer's over. Or my mom would come down here. Her mom and sister would come down here and kick it. So, we see each other before Thanksgiving and Christmas and everything like that. So, since mom's basically said uh, we're not welcome, thanks to the coronavirus, we're going to go home, check them out. So, we got some lawn chairs. We're going to be hanging out. With my moms, her moms, my pops, her pops, the nephew, everybody just we gonna be partying outside. So that's that's that plans for our anniversary in August, man. So this has yeah, been one a thing, year. One thing that sucks too, man. I know I can't even imagine having to have a little distance between moms, but like I'm a big kisser of my mom. Like I'll kiss her on the cheek when I say hi, bye. You know, like that's just what I've always done. Like I haven't kissed my mom since before all this jumped off. And I don't want to get that. I don't even want to get that close to her. So like, the most I do is like give her an elbow. You know what I'm saying? I holler at you. you know? But like, we're going over there. Treat moms like the homie. Yeah, like, I, I don't want to be responsible for the, you know, because I'm still working and she works from home and she only thing she do is go to Kroger's with a mask on. So she ain't really doing too much. And I just don't like. I know how much of a hugger I am of her and just always being around. I'm a mama's boy. I, through and through so that's been an adjustment so i can't even imagine having some distance and then having to you know go see mom for the first time in four five six months like you want to give her some love and then it's like that's on your mind so it's got to be a tough one to go through 
Yeah, I mean, uh, when I go see my grandmother, you know, she stays like uh, on like the fifth floor. So I'm gonna just post up shop in the and just talk to her from the window. Like, yeah, be like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's not crazy. Gonna, not gonna go up to an apartment or nothing. We just gonna post up with the lawn chairs and. It's today's it. my today my baby girl's fourth birthday, so we uh moms were trying to think of something to do, and I'm like nothing because there's nowhere to go, nothing to do. And she was like, "Huh, watch this." She mm-hmm. called me last night and said, "I'm making uh." Pork chops, chicken, hamburgers, hot dogs, macaroni, green beans. She's making like a spread of spreads. And uh, we're going to go over there and, and just chill out. Let the babies run around. Hopefully it don't rain or be 100,000 degrees outside. But we're going to just go over there and chill out a little bit today. So. Watch my dukes work. Watch my dukes work. She said, I'm going to see my baby. <laughs> exactly. She, she know how to get us to pull up. <laughs> That's all it takes is good food to pull up. When mom talk about her mom spread, I'll be on the way because mom's be throwing down. So it's gonna be a good time. That's what's up, man. Hope everybody out there is staying safe, man. So let's jump yes, into sir. these topics, fellas. Nick Cannon. Final it was seven. an active week. A lot of shit. Man, Dizzle, you familiar with the whole Nick Cannon situation? Uh, somewhat, somewhat, and I tried to look back at it to see the, what the uproar was about, and then, it's a little light, man, it's a little light, I can't even front, but if you want a, a, a rundown of it, you know, he has a podcast called Cannon's Class, where he just be on there just talking, giving his perspective about whatever, politics, life, and, um, accused of some anti-Semitism remarks. I think he was. He said white people were the closest to savages or the closest to animals, Mm -hmm. and they were barbaric. And, I mean, with what he was saying, I don't... What was... What did he say that was wrong? Well, when you uh, classify an entire race as being savages or having savage DNA is very close to, like, you know, Hitler and his views of Jewish people and just people in general to, to create a master race, which is the pure Aryan uh, white person race, which is, in his time, he deemed the best race and tried to eliminate all the others. So basically, it was just basically that type of rhetoric, but in reverse, by, by instead of saying uh, the Jewish people and people that... Uh, celebrate or have those religious beliefs in verse is saying like all of them are all white people are and black people are the master race basically so it's like the same shit that hitler was spewing but in reverse in black people's favor i don't know man we got a president that's called mexicans rapists and murderers and people don't bat an eye so i mean it is what it is man I feel like we are hyper um, critical of black folks. Terry Crews as well is in the same conversation. You know, people say what, what's on their mind, and we uh, we kill them for it. You know, nothing. I don't think that Nick was uh, trying to incite hate. I feel like he was speaking from a perspective of someone. 
who studies what was that the Eli- Elijah Muhammad? Mm-hmm. Uh, he was he was doing different quotes from. I mean, uh, I don't minister, know. Minister Minister Farrakhan. Farrakhan, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, he's speaking in terms of like the actions that occurred. You know what I'm saying? White folks, Jewish folks. I mean, they've done things to black folks for ages. Yeah, the the actions that he was speaking on was. They came to a place that was already had people there, and those people welcomed them with open arms, and they wanted what they had and took that shit. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's that kind of, like, the tone he was taking, and I don't see no wrong in that. Like, I don't, he was speaking a truth to me. That's, you know what, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he, it, it might have been a, a way of saying it better, but he was speaking a truth, and to be, to be like the... TV token black boy like Colin, this kind of Colin Kaepernick is ass, and like I don't like that's the part that I'm like, yeah, he didn't say nothing that was that was sideways. You know what I'm saying? He just said it in his way, and like you say, everybody is supposed to have their freedom of speech and be able to believe it and practice what they want to practice. But then if it don't come across as some high executive who was Jewish didn't like that shit and Viacom, then they able just to make him the token black boy, and we gonna just Take off, take his shit per se. You know, like I that's the part. It. Yeah, I hate that. So, for me, um, I was talking to uh, my brother about it, and I told my brother, it's uh, it's like this: people like Nick Cannon, Deshaun Jackson, uh, Deshaun, uh, I mean, uh, Stephen Jackson, those guys are excited to be learning history about our people. And knowing we come from kings and queens and we are something because the story that we are constantly told that Hollywood and we're put in our faces that we were slaves. So the celebration of black people really isn't there. That's why, like, when Black Panther came out and you saw people going to the movie theater dressed in their African apparel, Mm -hmm. it, it was a sense of pride. So I think that people like Nick Cannon and Deshaun Jackson is. They're reading and they're learning and they're excited to learn new things about their people and they want to spread that. They want people to know, they want our people to know that we come from greatness and to know that we can continue to go to higher levels and be great just like we were in the past. So when, myself included, when you telling these stories that you're reading, that you're learning about, you're not as intellectual as you may think you are. You're not saying what the book is telling you is you're saying it what you're what you're learning about it you're saying it to others so you're not saying it in a palatable way you're saying it in a way that that you see because these things are any different from what jim brown what kareem abdul jabbar have been saying since the 1960s since bill russell was saying in the 1960s all these things that these guys are talking about were said before it, these guys are just way more knowledgeable and able to say it in a way where people don't get so bent out of shape or so offended. Uh, Nick Cannon with Viacom, they took the show. They took Wild and Out. So not only did they take Wild and Out, you know, you losing a lot of people. You losing, all right, for the, the quarantine folks like us, you know, we losing a sense of entertainment. But shoot, you know, them people... That's on the show. They losing a check, not just the people in front of the camera, not just the girls, the wild now girls. DJ D-Rack. DJ D-Rack, the, the, the producers, <laughs> the, the camera operators, the, the yeah. showrunners, the people that's holding the cue cards. 
the people taking the tickets at the door to let people in, uh, all those people are out of work now. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a domino effect. Like, people talk about coronavirus having a domino effect on the world and people losing jobs and everything like that. I ran and grabbed some takeout food uh, from a spot, and it was only three people working. Like, it was a cashier, the cook, and somebody taking phone call orders. Mm-hmm. And at a spot that's normally got a, a million people there working. So it's a domino effect, and that's how I feel about the whole Viacom letting that show go. Like, you're not just affecting Nick Cannon in his pocket. You're affecting a whole bunch of other people's pockets as well. So it's a pure domino effect. Didn't Nick, I thought Nick Cannon was supposed to have 100% ownership of that show. He wants it now. <laughs> he definitely wants it back. I mean, yeah, also he had to let it go. Uh, apparently. Because yeah. that, to me, I thought he owned that, like, through and through. So, I guess not. <laughs> but something else, something you want, you but something else I wanted to say about the Nick Cannon and... and things that he was saying, but this is, I agree 100% with you, Dizzle, what, what we allow, and we've been trained to allow white people to apologize for the error of their ways. Like, anytime, like, shoot, we just saw it with Drew Brees. Uh, mm-hmm. Bill O'Reilly's got out of pocket. So many white people have got out of pocket and said things about black folks or minorities, and they issue an apology. And we have to just accept their apology and move keep forward and keep it pushing mm-hmm. or hold them accountable for the words that they said in their apology and then basically it just fades away. And that don't happen with black folks. You know what I'm saying? We don't get afforded the opportunity to apologize and move forward or, you know what I'm saying, have the benefit of the doubt. Like, oh, well, they, they just didn't know. They, they were ignorant to the facts and, oh, they're going to do better and learn. Black folks don't get that benefit of the doubt and Nick Cannon's not getting that benefit of the doubt. And then... When he issued his apology, our own people attacked him. Yeah. So he got got whammy you know, <laughs> from Viacom and lost the major check, and everybody that worked underneath him lost the check. Then he apologized. Then he get a whammy from the black folk. Okay, so it's <laughs> right. a all lose lose situation. I was like I said, I'm I'm never with that. It's like um, you brought up the Deshaun Jackson. Do he, he played for the Eagles? He played yeah. for the Eagles, don't he? Yeah. So yeah. Riley Cooper years ago coming through throwing in bombs here and there, and it's unfortunate. But you know Deshaun Jackson come through and and says something, and they ready to take action. You know the NFL makes a full statement, so it's like mm-hmm. it's definitely um, a different way that folks react. Black people as well. Look at how we doing Terry Crews. We can't just be we can't just be throw away our black folks, man. Differences are not at the end of the day, they are fighting the same fight we fighting. Right. Mm-hmm. You you hundred percent correct because if you look at it like this, before Malcolm X took his pilgrimage, him and Malcolm X weren't on the same page. They were fighting the same war, but they weren't on the same page. And that's something that we our newer and younger generation have to understand. Like we're always not going to agree on everything. Like, I think that's, like, a major problem, not even just with black folks. I think that's a major problem in the world today. Like, we're all not going to agree. That's why we're called individuals. That's how we have our own train of thought and our own thought processes about how we go about things. Like, we're not always going to agree on every single item. So, like, yeah, Terry Crews is a little out there for my <laughs> personal taste with the uh, let's don't turn Black Lives Matter into 
something else or black whatever. lives better yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, i mean i get what he's saying um it's just like we don't need to be attacking him the way we are like it's it's uh, it's almost like a crabs in a barrel situation right about now mm-hmm. and that and that's the scary part and i think a lot of the coronavirus has to do with that too like the lack of communication the lack of seeing people and talking to people on a daily basis all you're doing is reading headlines and as soon as you read a headline you fire off your own tweet at him you know what i'm saying we saw that with d-wade d-wade mm-hmm. jumped into the nick cannon situation and said nick i'm with you 100 and then he actually read what nick had to say he's like oh i didn't read the whole thing well then why are you saying something then why are you right. just react- you reacting to a, a headline you got too much time on your hands d-wade <laughs> Man, the the freedoms that uh that I fought for in the military and the freedoms that we all fight for as a as a race, you know what I'm saying? That's ultimately supposed to be the freedoms of the United States. And and then when we start attacking people's freedoms and then it be it be especially like Dizzle said, we we hurt and we we taking people like our own black people and treating them like pawns and just like oh getting rid of them getting like that's never gonna be a way to move forward. So at all, man, at all. Y'all think he should have apologized? Not if he owned the shit. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, th- I think that's I think that's smart. If if he truly feels that way, all, I'm all for it, man. I'm all for educating yourselves a little more. Um, same with Deshaun Jackson and. Uh, Who's that? Julian Edelman supposed yeah. to been doing like the whole um, Jewish museum. I don't even know what it's called. <laughs> and then um, if Nick Cannon is is truly uh, uh, sorry for his, I'm sure he still thinks that way. But he he knows he could have said it in a better way. You know, he could have used some different verbiage that wouldn't have had everybody in an uproar and still got the same exact message across. Um, but nah, I, I I don't doubt one bit that Nick is still 100% for us, you know, nothing, no apology is going to erase his impact, so I'm all for the apology. And and the, the, I mean, y'all may not be familiar with the guy he was talking to on the show, Professor Griff, he used to be down with Public Enemy, and if you know anything about Public Enemy, you know what I'm saying, obviously a hip-hop group in the 90s, but like, they were very socially conscious, very socially aware, they had to kick Professor I can't even talk. Professor, <laughs> out, Professor Grip out the group because of remarks he was saying about the Jewish community. So, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it's deep, man. This whole thing mm-hmm. is deep. It's it's layers to it. It ain't, you know what I'm saying, super so, cut and dry as we all want to make things out to be. He had a recipe for disaster with that interview, it sounded like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I saw <laughs> Professor Grip. I knew where it was headed, so I saw the clip. I was like, "This ain't gonna go well, dog." Ain't gonna <laughs> go well, and, it, and like, and but like I said, like I know, like some of the things, like that, the big time '60s guys were saying, and including Muhammad Ali. You know what I'm saying? It ain't no different from what they were saying back in those days, but they were persecuted back then too. But just like now, they're older, they're wiser, and that's the mm-hmm. thing about it, man. You get more mature, and you know how to explain things a lot better when you get more knowledge about yourself and the actual subject matter, man. So we want to send some love out to Nick Cannon. I know he's going through some things. I guess he uh just uh lost a close friend of his, too, like yesterday. Yeah, yeah so, I was reading that this morning that uh 
he was even like said that he had contemplated some suicidal thoughts because his friend uh, TMZ had put it out this morning that uh, he had, was contemplating some suicidal thoughts. His friend that was dealing with some issues um, had to relearn how to, was in a coma for months. He was kind of by his side, and um, I guess he was still dealing with a lot of pain. And uh, Nick Cannon said he had the balls to do it as far as like end his life. And he was kind of just lost in that, you know what I'm saying? So he's lost a friend. He's lost his, you know, he's saying how 2020 has been one of the hardest years of his life. You know what I'm saying? So he's just been going through it, sound like. Yikes, man. Check bad on your, week for, man, yeah, check on your week people. Check on your peoples, man. So, man, we're going to transition, man, to some more positive, more laughy, laughy, jokey, jokey shit, man. We got the dog versus dog. <laughs> this is a good one. Oh, Dizzle approves. For sure. Got DMX taking on Snoop on, was that Wednesday night? Ooh, uh, 22nd, I don't yeah. know. 22nd, today, uh, Sunday. Yeah. So, yeah, Wednesday. Wednesday night, 8 o'clock versus the dog DMX taking on Snoop D O double G. Who you got? Who you got? Killer? Yo, yo. Your numbers is crazy right now, so I'm <laughs> whoever you pick. Snoop by a mile. And I'm only Whoa! gonna say that. I'm only gonna say that because DMX is gonna either get faded or already be faded. And the selection <laughs> of the 20 ain't gonna Snoop gonna be just blow. So Snoop gonna be ready for the shit. Ain't ain't DMX sober? I thought he was just a sober dude now. We're about to see it on the 22nd. Relax! <laughs> I feel no, I like think... DMX is going to be emotional. He's going to yeah. do some preaching. It's definitely going to be a prayer. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I think one thing that is going to be in Snoop's favor is that the plethora of hits versus DMX plethora of hits come in, like, two styles. You know what I'm saying? You're going to get just some some spit or you're gonna get some spit with some bark you know what i'm saying so it's like he ain't really giving you a whole lot and snoop got so much music with i mean i man come on i'm sorry that's like a, that's like a 14-6 win i think so too and i i only know the dmx hits i think i know i just know too much snoop dog snoop dog is still coming out with hits and i'm assuming snoop wrote for some people like i i, I want to hear the shit that i didn't know snoop was behind yeah I'm hoping he bring out some of that. Because I, I, I can't think of the songs, but I can definitely like remember you scroll, scrolling through the lyrics of an Apple Music song at the bottom, seeing Snoop Dogg at the bottom. Or, you know, Calvin Brodus at the bottom. You know, something where I'm like, oh, shit, Snoop was on there or a part of that. So he definitely got some hits, too, on that side. Yeah, I got Snoop as well. But I, I think about it from this aspect with Snoop. Snoop been in the game since 92. So Snoop got his death Look at row all the hit. Bullshit I've been through. He got the death row <laughs> hit. Then he got his no limit joints. And now he got the joints with Wiz. He got the reincarnated Snoop. He got all the features Snoop. The dog, DMX, he had a hell of a run. It was a hell of a run. I mean, he got Rough Riders Anthem. He got Rough Riders Anthem 2. He got a lot of street records. But I'm not even sure. DMX can get to 20. I'm not sure. And don't I'm sleep sure. on the don't sleep on the Snoop Gospel album. That thing go hard too. <laughs> he is not playing that. What? <laughs> <laughs> I 
I don't. I don't think I listened to one, even the reggae, because he came out with a reggae album too. I yeah. haven't. I didn't hear none of that. I watched a uh, Netflix joint um, documentary, kind of talking about that time in his space where he kind of went and found himself on the Rastafari side of things. Lion. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just kind of. I watched a little doc on that a couple weeks ago. Nah, this should be an easy one, man. I feel like Snoop is. Gonna come with the funnies, you know. He gonna be, he definitely gonna be entertaining. I'm want to see how long the blunt is gonna be because I'm sure he's gonna have something crazy. He gonna you be ready that. for the memes. No. He gonna be, he gonna be meme ready. Yeah. Now I've heard a rumor. I heard a rumor about this versus battle. I heard a rumor that Swiss Beats is gonna be DJing for DMX, and I heard. She is gonna be DJing for Snoop. That's just a rumor. I don't know if it's true, but that's the rumor floating around. That might be if, nice. If, if, if DMX got Swiss in his corner, we might find 12-8, but it's still gonna be Snoop. DM, I mean Swiss gonna keep DMX together if he got if he got somebody like that in the, you know. Swiss know what this is about. So right. That that would help DMX a lot. But like you say. To find 20 DMX classics versus I know 20 classics from Snoop, like eh, no DMX, way. he gonna have to perform, bro. He got he got the energy. The only way that do... it's gonna tilt the table is if he actually performs it and be hyped with it, barking and all. This gotta be better than the cops pulling up at the reggae joint. Woo, that was such a vibe, boy. <laughs> right. This gotta be better than that for DMX to win. <laughs> definitely can't wait for that man so i guess this is about to be the name of this part gonna be called a roller coaster because we going up and down man so <laughs> tory lanes shot uh, question mark question. this is this shit wild man i don't even know everything that allegedly happened man i just keep seeing small articles about what allegedly happened does anybody know what allegedly happened between Meg and Tory Lanez. So what I gathered from my people's in LA oh, is, that, oh, insider. is that there was a party in the Hollywood Hills. Um, there was a, a moment that I saw in that whatever whenever whenever that happened, I think uh, Megan Meg went live with Kylie Jenner, and they were like in a pool and kind of hanging out, kicking it. Like this was supposedly that house party, so they was at a house party, kicking it. Four thirty in the morning, you know, leaving. Something goes down. Something happens. Supposedly, some shots went in the air, um, and there was a description from people at the party of you know the car. I got all this from Joe Budden podcast, so take it for what it's worth. <laughs> but, um, uh, they kind of had like this party, basically, and you know, description of the car, and somehow or another, as he was leaving, they found this car seconds to minutes later, pulled over. Meg gets out. That's when we see the video of a bloody foot. So there's still a bunch of holes into what happened, but apparently, it was a Hollywood house party, after party after party that led to. Some shots in the air that led to a whole bunch of alcoholics being drunk, it sounded like, which led to, you know, the, some people telling that it was him that was shooting. The cops pull him over. Megan happened to be shot. It was him. definitely Tory, bro. It was definitely Tory. Had to be. It had to be because <laughs> Meg has came out with a statement, you know, 
calling herself calling herself the victim in this situation, saying that black women ain't being protected. She hears the Tory rumors and ain't uh, denied it in one bit. Yeah, and then Tory ain't said rumor, nothing. There was a rumor from uh, I think I heard on the Breakfast Club going to work one morning from Angela Yee that uh, a a manager had tweeted some like the days is numbered or count your days, mm-hmm. Tory Lanez, and then immediately deleted it. Um, so the bodyguard then came out and threw shots yeah. at Tory. So all signs is pointing towards Tory, but uh, the biggest question is why. Man, listen, <laughs> man. The biggest question. I mean, think about it, man. You at a house party, you Tory Lanez, you a, you a, you a star, you got money. You at a house party with Kylie Jenner. You had a house party with Mad Stallion, and y'all, it, it's good times. What mm-hmm. could possibly go wrong between having a great time at a house party with those two women to you wanting to shoot her? It had what to be could possibly dudes. go wrong? It had to be two dudes with their chest out. Somebody so was trying to be more flashy than the other. What's it called? Uh, Small man syndrome? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, hey. I had a joke lined up, but yours was much better. <laughs> Go ahead. Nah, you're probably right. These niggas just trying to flex. Niggas mm-hmm. trying to flex. And you know, Tory 5'3", what did he say, 120? <laughs> My wife is bigger than Tory, bruh. <laughs> that, shit is, oh, yeah. that shit is wild. And then I'm seeing the footage of this nigga sitting in the chair freestyling. And oh, he get up oh. out the chair and it's the same height, bruh. I had no idea. <laughs> but no, nah, it's, it's probably just some ego. It's just some ego shit. Cause she got mm-hmm. shot multiple times. She said bullets was was taken out of her foot multiple. Yeah. So I don't know. I, this is a, a, a developing story. Like I said, this week has been crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm. I, I want to hear some more details. <laughs> Definitely. Man, when I saw that five three one twenty man, like I got chills. Like a grown ass man is five three one twenty. Yikes. And then, I mean, yeah. think about that Stallion, she 5'10", like 170, 180. I can confidently... <laughs> Big body being. I, I, I can <laughs> confidently throw Tory Lanez 10 to 12 feet. Like, you stupid. Like, I confidently grab him and, and, and throw him <laughs> 10 feet. Easy. Meg Stallion is not 180, bro. Don't do Meg <laughs> like that. Right. 180? Right. Hell yeah. She like 160. Hold on. This is Googleable. Hold on. <laughs> I'm putting dude. Oh, she gotta be. She dude, gotta be. I, it wouldn't be. A, it wouldn't be a stallion at 160, Dizzle. Oh yeah. Come on, bro. 180. Like, she'll be looking like one of them WNBA players that's just tall and lanky. She. You describing a wrestler? Hold on. She's tall and me. <laughs> Thumbs be a up. Stallion. A She's stallion at 160. Truck. Them like size seven panties. Them ain't stallions. On 160. <laughs> All right. This is what Wikipedia say. 143. Hey, yeah, you no. gave her 40 more pounds, bro. You yeah, got looking like not no 140 something, dog. <laughs> she is, uh, ain't no, ain't no way no woman that that's 510 no 140, dog. Hold on, let me get a different different source. And let's see in high school, she like what 23 <laughs> years old. She eating good, partying good. That's a big Google. girl. Let me Google too, so we can uh. <laughs> So we can uh, what the fuck? This is a kilo, kilograms, man. I need I need LBS. Here we here we go. It's covered. Here we go. And, and I mean, in a fight, we all know. Uh, Meg was, I see what you're talking about. Sixty four kilograms. 
Yeah, give me the LBs. Okay, here we go, real quick. What is 64 kilograms in pounds? I'm weak. Yeah, bro, don't <laughs> don't disrespect Meg. You called her. It's 41.1 pounds. There you go. Come on, crush your dreams. You wanted her to be 180. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> She ain't no damn 140, bruh. Not no, no, no 510, man. I'm telling you that. Her right. measurements is 36, 26, 38. At 140? Come on, man. Uh, shit. Where's the 38? <laughs> that, that means she got 60 pounds in the 38. Where the other, where the other 60? <laughs> 80? <laughs> bro. Nah, shit is crazy. How many? Y'all think Kylie set her up? Something happened with Kylie. Tweeting, she been posting pics, talking about life is good. She ain't mentioned Meg. She ain't mentioned Tori. For so all we know, this ain't this ain't never happened in her life. She wasn't even there. There's an 11 minute video on YouTube that I watched this morning of the like a cutout of the uh, Joe Button pod where they talking about this. And in that 11 minutes, uh, I forget the other dude's name. The I forget the black dude's name. Uh, Fuck Maul. Yeah, he was saying how like. She lived her life to where she can get that shit deleted to where, like, she don't have to even act like she was there. Like, she was like, yeah. she, he said he said that she called IG Live, like, the ghetto. Like, she not not actually, but, like, the way she looks at it, like, y'all do this shit for free. And every time I go live, my bank account chirp. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so she was saying, like, yeah, he was saying it to alert. where... To where it says she was oblivious to just hitting the live button and hanging out, and people are coming like, because when she do it, it's for a you know for a check all the time. So he was saying the way she move around, she get this shit deleted tomorrow and don't have to ever say she was there. You know. What I'm saying? So y'all don't think she had nothing to do with it? Hey, uh, she no. probably she probably was trying to get some some something, something happened. Something happened. <laughs> Nah, like you were saying, man, she got too much money invested in this, in this image, in this whole situation to be out here doing some shit like that. She got major deals with major partners, and I mean, she was getting like a million dollars per post. Like, that ain't, ain't no, she ain't doing nothing to fuck up that money. And that's one thing I can say about that Kardashian Jenner clan. They that about first. that yeah, bread. That come first. <laughs> they about that bread and family first. If you ain't a Kardashian or a Jenner, you can get down. But if you get out of pocket, you off the team. And we we gonna see because Tory ain't want to hold it by his tongue. He ain't said nothing yet. Oh shit! So that when mean, he, that when he, he does, <laughs> <laughs> she done she done paid him off. <laughs> we gonna see, man. This is something I am gonna be following closely. That's what's up, man. Did y'all did y'all check out the the, the Drake and Khaled shit? I did. Uh oh. So let me tell y'all. So you know, early mornings I go for my little three mile walk. So to be prepared for work that day and to be prepared for the pod on Friday, I throw on a uh, pop star. I listen to it. Eh, whatever. Like typical Drake record. I go to Greece. I'm listening. I'm hearing this dude sing. With the mm-hmm. auto tune sounding very Alvin and the Chipmunks like, like so I'm still listening, <laughs> and I'm listening, and I it dawns on me like after my alert says uh, you walked one mile, so I basically listened to that song for almost a mile, 
it just kept <laughs> it was on repeat because it was only the one song. It just kept repeating on Apple Music. I was like, I'm hold weird. on. When is Drake going to rap? <laughs> no, that was Drake singing until much later. I was like, oh, that was the weekend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't Greece, know that it Greece was Drake is terrible. Pretty... Greece is terrible. Terrible. I So this morning I have heard Popstar once. And you know how, you know, we kind of listened to him a few times before I was giving an opinion. So I heard it once, kind of in passing. Eh, okay. I heard Grease this morning and actually like, <laughs> focused in on it. So that was the first listen of Grease. And I didn't realize it was Drake until he went to like his normal voice in one of those lyrics where he went from like high, then he had like a low note. And I was like, that's not like Drake. I'm like, Hold on. All this singing and Drake, this, this is the feature, him singing? I'm like, get the fuck yeah. out of here. So I listened to that um, terrible, terrible, terrible track. And then I go to Popstar, listen to that, like, you know, me and the wife was laughing, like, out of the two, Popstar by a mile, but I'm not really a fan of either one, per se. Not really, yeah. not really a fan of either one. Two pack of ass. That's what it is, man. <laughs> two pack of ass. Nah, man. I think it's because we be expecting more from Drake. If you, yeah. if you so, you know, you supposed to be the top MC, you supposed to be the hottest out. I don't give a fuck what the numbers do. Look at fucking Toosie Slide. Like his last three say, songs that he released have been garbage. Toosie Slide, Grease, and Popstar show that this nigga is suffering through a quarantine problem. <laughs> now, I will bring this up, Dizzle. You and I had this debate before. You say Drake is the number one guy in, in rap, in hip hop. I say Kendrick. Mm. This is this is more proof that these songs, like, yeah, they're they're a moment because it's Drake and because it's Drake's popularity. But the actual right. product that we getting is what you said. It's ass. I, I, nah, for sure. And I don't even know. I would put, you know, Drake is definitely the biggest star. If we're talking about just stardom, Kendrick. Oh yeah, is not, star, not, star, star, star. Yeah. Musically though. Musically, I got Kendrick. You know, he don't come out with Lucy. He don't just drop Lucy's because when he does drop, it's going to, you would expect it to be quality. Drake, it's a yeah. toss-up. Well, what I, what I told my friend at Barbershop just the other day, Drake is starting to be the dude that say he shot 50% from three, but it took him 500 shots to get to 50% instead of yeah. it being five out of 10. You know what I'm saying? Like, He's starting to like oversaturate this shit to where he gonna have great songs, but he gonna have a whole bucket of doodle songs around them great songs that you gotta weed your way through instead of just being a dope ass. Kendrick put out some shit. His catalog of good and bad is gonna be, you know, he can walk over his bad shit a lot easier. You know, what I'm most definitely. <laughs> I got a, a Drake theory as well. He ain't got nobody to jump on the remix to. That was the Drake formula. Mm. Jump on the remix <laughs> for the Migos. He would jump mm -hmm. on the Block Boy JB. Like he would find a new wave, throw a hot 16, hot 24 on there. And oh man, I got another top 10 record because I remixed yeah. you. I hooked you up. Right. I rolled your wave and made your wave even bigger, <clears throat> which was dope. But there ain't too many guys out here. It ain't no new dudes out here for him to jump on their wave and make their wave even bigger. So, is this the downward turn of Drake? Man, I, honestly, I don't think DJ Khaled and Drake. What I don't, I don't think I like their songs to begin with. 
What's a good DJ Khaled and Drake song? That's, that's a great question for uh, the two DJs on here. <laughs> Let me get the laptop. <laughs> I, I'm going that right now. I said so, so good. They didn't have to fuck for free. I mean, yeah. that was cool. That was cool. But that was a banger. That's a banger. That's a banger. I mean, it's a, a laptop for the boys. Yeah, that was, was a cool. banger for sure. That was that was a question for the laptop. Then I had to go to the laptop. And then I I think this is kind of like testing the waters for his album because his, his album's definitely coming soon. This was like all right. Let me let me just dip my toe in. She was popping, but not. Nah, uh, I'm on one. Fuck it, I'm on one. That's another one. So we got. So what I got? I got to the max. I got for free. I got I'm on one. I got no new friends. That's all that came up on my laptop with Drake and DJ Khaled. But I'm sure there's more. Gotta be more than that. But to the that's not the that's not the best that's not the best uh, tag team. They just looking for hits. Khaled is a nigga that just wanted a Billboard hit. So that's what he's going for with Popstar. Popstar sounds like the uh, template of a Drake hit. You know what I'm saying? We're not getting anything new. Same style, same style of beat, same flow. And then when I go to title, you got for free. Got fed up, no new friends. I'm on one for free, for free. Yeah. So when I see DJ Khaled and Drake, star. I ain't expecting Pop too star much. Was a good one. And Greece, that's it. <laughs> mm. Need to go Pop back star. to the lab, man. He need to go back to the lab. <laughs> that 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 Greece was like, what is this? Yeah, All right. Movie. So we getting closer and closer to the return of the NBA, the National Basketball Association. Shouts to Rudy. But we already talked about these cats living in a bubble, having a good time, golfing, uh, chugging beers, beer pong. uh, What else them cats in there doing? Uh, Water slides. Water slides. (laughs) But something else in the NBA bubble is the NBA bubble snitch line. So, fellas, tell me by the time you snitched on somebody, you've been snitched on. Give me a story. You go first, Shit. or you go? <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know Killer got one from the military days. It's going to oh, be yeah. a dude. Yeah, go ahead, go. man. Go ahead. Right. So, <laughs> so, doesn't involve me snitching. It involves me being snitched on. So, I was uh, just home from Iraq, literally not even home five weeks, probably. Still, still fresh from being home. They didn't let us get our cars for a week. We had to go through these little welcome back to the world type shit classes and all that. So we was out, you know, first couple of weekends kicking it. I was uh, 22, I think, 21, 22. And my, I know my friend was 20. He was about to become 21. Now, this chick, she was probably one of the baddest chicks I've ever seen. Uh, the gate guard, a cop. He was like, thought he was, you know, the dude that had all the chicks. He was knocking her down, plus a plethora of others. So my dude meets the girl, knocks her down. He gets caught up in their entanglement, right? (laughs) So as we are coming through the gate, (laughs) as we are are coming through the gate, um, this is like their issue happened that week. 
and that weekend we're coming through the gate. He's working the gate guard. We come through the gate to give our IDs. He seizes us, makes us pull over to the side. I had a very, very small bottle of like, you know, remember the red, silver, and blue top Smirnoffs? Mm-hmm. Like me and my friends used to gauge how fucked up we wanted to get by the different, you know, red, silver, or blue top would be a different proof. So we always carried a little small one that had it in my little pocket. So they pull us over, step out the vehicle, the whole shebang, they find nothing. As I'm about to get in the vehicle, he must have heard it or saw something in my pocket, grabbed it, gave my dude an open container charge because right. of the whole situation. We had to call. He lost rank. He got oh. like a whole shebang. And dude just flat out was being an ass because of the fact that he fucked this girl. So he like snitched on us <laughs> when he on on uh, basically snitched on me having the alcohol, but I didn't get in trouble for it. Damn. My dude did who was driving the vehicle. Damn. He got him for open container. So when you lose rank, what does what happens when you are out of the military? Like that affects your money, right? Yeah. So like um he was like an E four. And they dropped him down to like an E2. So he lost two ranks. So basically like two steps in your pay. And then um, he only got one or two of those back. He might have got back to specialist before he got out. But he should have made it to like an NCO and been like a sergeant. Damn. He got out. So we fight down your career. It was like, (laughs) that's like, that's like one of those career career dents that follow you for your career and you can't shake it like you could have been this and it was all because of you <laughs> all because of, well, he the one that fucked the chick but it was oh, okay. me. it was because of me and my alcoholic ways yes damn <laughs> but the dude the dude snitched on us man it was, it was, ugly. It was ugly. <laughs> god damn man so for me you know my brother is six years older than me and something I learned from him a long, 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 long time ago. Don't snitch. More importantly, don't snitch on me. Ever. <laughs> Be like this. You hold me down, I buy you whatever you want. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Hey, if, she asked, if mommy asked on that, come up with something. Or just stick to the script. Don't snitch. So, I promise the goodness. Like, the times that I've snitched have been, like, maybe, like, three Four in my entire life. So I don't have a time about a story I actually snitched. I have a story about a time that a snitch was in part of my crew. And we oh. know this guy. My, my guy, my brother, Boo That Man. Oh. He snitched. So let me rewind y'all back to Wright State University. It's probably like our junior year. Now, at that time at Wright State, intramural basketball was a way of life. Like, intramural basketball on a Thursday night was next level. We played up at the Nutter Center. It brought everybody out, brought all the girls out, brought all the fellas out. It was a show to be playing in intramurals. So, you know, the whole season goes by. They only letting the top, uh, I want to say, four to six teams into the playoff tournament. We missed out. We was out. We ended up losing our last game. If we the one we was in, if we lost, we was out. We lost. We saw it. So that following week coming around, everybody asking, like, yo, you going? Like, hell no, nah, I ain't going to that shit. We lost. I ain't going. Even though, you know what I'm saying, that's like the kicking spot. Like, that's the that's the pre-turn up before the weekend. You know what I'm saying? You go to intramurals on a Thursday. You go to a little party on Thursday night. Then the real party's on Friday and Saturday and Sunday. So we like, nah, we not going. 
a phone call was made to Wright State's campus rec because a player on another team actually was a student at Central State University. (laughs) (laughs) Niggas was bringing in LeBron. the, 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 The ringer, the ringer was unstoppable. The rigger <laughs> dropped thirty on us. <laughs> check his check his birth certificate. One of those. The, yeah, the ringer they scored about forty. The ringer scored thirty. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he was killing us the budget shit we could do. So he 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 was single handedly beat us. So my boy dropped the dime. Shit started making waves around campus. You know, right state. The black community is so small, so basically everybody knows everybody. So, you know, I'm, I'm starting to hear whispers like, yo, we in, we in. So somebody dropped a dime, somebody dropped a dime. I talked to who that man, I was like, yo, I think we in for Thursday night for the tournament. He's like, word? I was like, yeah. He's like, nigga, I snitched. <laughs> He's like, hell yeah, that nigga don't fucking go here, nigga. <laughs> That's he, was like, he was like, hey, don't tell nobody, though. I was like, hell no, I ain't going to tell nobody. <laughs> so the wife, now the wife, uh, she, I see her on campus that day. Like, hey, I heard y'all in the, in the tournament on Thursday. I'm like, for real? I play dumb. Like, like I don't know shit. She's like, yeah, somebody snitched on so-and-so. I'm like, <laughs> And she, and she messes with me to this day about that. Like, yo, you got the worst poker face like ever. Like, I know when you're lying because you have to look at your face. And I'm like, she like, nigga, you know, you know who snitched. Uh, like, I don't know shit. So eventually, I told her who dropped the dime. So he dropped the dime. Cass is ice grilling us. The rest niggas <laughs> was getting foul, hard as fuck. I swear to good, the dudes that actually went to Wright State, uh, they ain't talked to us it, it probably at least until, like, April, dog. Like, niggas was mad. <laughs> Fuck. Niggas was mad. So, we end up, so we end up winning that, that first game and losing the second game. So, not only did the team we uh, end up losing to had a cheering section, but the dudes that we snitched on was rooting for us to lose that, that game, too, man. So, we was one game away from the championship game, man, but we end up losing. Weak. But yeah, sometimes, hey man, sometimes you gotta drop that dime, man. <laughs> I'm glad he did it. I, I had a hell of a game. I had Y'all a hell still of a game. lost. Now, no, no, the game we we had to play back to back games. We had to play because we was the last seed in. So the uh, one game that I was balling. So you know, the next game I'm like, so oh, this proud. is about to carry over. It didn't the carry over. I saw you ball seat. one good time. Yeah, I was I was busting. I don't give a fuck with nobody. <laughs> I had my like. I had like 15 points, dog. We all was out doing my thing. That might have been your best game, best game of your career. You remember it to this it was, day, was, <laughs> right? Was everybody? Was, it was so deep. It was deep. Put on the show. I'm weak. So I think mine like, is. Uh, no, I'm about to say real quick. I'm about to say, Kev sound like me in high school when I had a teacher versus student game and I dropped 15 with five threes in like four <laughs> minutes. I was out there going crazy, like, ah! Nigga was hot that one day and never again. Never again. <laughs> Bro, my average from five points a game to like eight points a game. It was amazing. Oh, shit. Amazing. It was amazing. Numbers up that, on the board. I hit, that, I hit that fourth three and heard the gym go crazy. Like, that's what that shit feel like? Oh, shit. <laughs> 
I'm weak. <laughs> All right. So I think mine. I think mine go back to like sophomore year of high school. Uh, playing on the JV team. It was like a, a tournament where the JV and varsity was. I don't even know where we was at. We was there for JV just Friday night. Varsity stayed Saturday through Sunday. And um, varsity after after playing Saturday's game decided to bring some chicks to the hotel on some Coach Carter shit. Now I know y'all seen Coach. <laughs> no, y'all seen Coach Carter. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know who dropped the dime to coach, but Sunday's practice, leaving leaving uh the tournament Sunday morning, the bus ride home silent as fuck because somebody had dropped dime to the coach that the chicks was over at the at the hotel after the win. And uh <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't on varsity because them niggas ran <laughs> for two straight weeks, bro. Niggas was running. I, I forgot how many suicides. It was over a hundred that they had to run. So for two straight weeks, no practice. JV is practicing. Varsity is literally just running laps around the gym, bro. So this is still a, a unsolved mystery because we don't know who snitched. <laughs> I'm thinking it was the coach's son. He was a little. Oh. He was square. You know what I'm saying? Oh, he was, was on varsity at home. That 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 was a shirt pulled by the by the closet. Like what the fuck happened last night, son? He had oh, to oh, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> me. But shit, he had to run too. Like the whole varsity squad was literally running. And that was around the time Coach Carter came out. So the coach was literally everybody on the line. Y'all are y'all are running for this. I felt bad for him. Niggas was throwing up. They, they literally ran the entire practice for two straight weeks. Did that did that mean more playing time for you? Did that did I affect your no. playing time? Did you get on the court some more? Oh, <laughs> not man. not at all. all right, you, ain't, you ain't get my type of shine then. Shit, I was on the league. You was you was in the intramurals. That's different. <laughs> it's levels to this. <laughs> you was in the I'll, G League. I'll, I'll yeah, G League All Star, baby. I look up at my call up. <laughs> all, all I got is teachers versus students. That's all I got. Damn. And actually. Truth be told, though, I did make the freshman squad, and the very first practice had a knee to the thigh that took me out, and I became the videographer. Damn. It took me out the whole <laughs> season. My, my thigh was fucked up for like three months. I couldn't even hoop no more, and I just became the videographer. So I'm on a t-shirt of my freshman year basketball team has the videographer. It's terrible. I'm weak. <laughs> <laughs> it happens, bro. Well, there it is, man. Another episode of You Can't Make This Up podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Hey, Dizzle. We out till next week. Peace. Peace. All right, pimp.